Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Again and welcome to episode 135 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. I'm Jay Duke. And I'm Slamo. And I'm Zach Meisenheimer. So in this episode of the podcast, we're just going to have a little catch up with some of the latest news that's been happening in Whitecaps land and MLS land since we, we last spoke to you. So even though it's the off season, I guess... First thing we should maybe say is a, a big well done to all our friends down in Portland for their MLS Cup win. Do we have to? Well, Seriously. the thing is though, I don't actually have any friends down in Portland, <laughs> okay. so screw them I think. Let's, let's not even mention it. Although we do kind of have to mention it when we, we get to a bit later on. But it's all about the roster move just now. As it stands just now, nine Whitecaps players look to be on the way out. Diego Rodriguez, his loan has not been taken up, so he's gone bye-bye back to... Injuryville, Argentina, or Uruguay, Uruguay even, or they all Or you see ball-grabbing Argentina. Yeah, it's all, all the same. They all merge into hey, one. Don't disparage one of his great contributions to our yeah, season. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. That was a highlight of the year almost. <laughs> then It was definitely his highlight. Then there was eight players who were either out of contract or their options have been declined. Paolo Tornaghi, Stephen Betasure, Ethan Sampson, surprised he's even still here, Pamidou Ka, heartbroken Myra Rosales, Andre Lewis, Caleb Clark, and AFTN's favourite podcast contributor, he's Robert like Eshaw. He's almost like a co-host. Yeah, it, uh, we spoke to him so much, I don't know who we're going to speak to next year. So, first thing I'll just throw around the table to all you guys, would you bring any of them back? Well, Betashore for a mm-hmm. uh, decrease in pay. I think he was the only one who surprised me, really, so he's the one that I would probably try to... I'd put most of the resources to bring him back. Well, this. apparently he's got, a, he's, he's got a ma- massive up, up in his contract. That That's the reason why. Now, right? Yeah, well, no, they can still renegotiate before yeah, Friday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as of right now, his guaranteed last year was 197166 and 67 cents. Very important so to have you, that for some reason. You think it'd at least go up 50,000. Do you really want to write back at 250 that's not as dynamic as as he is? You know, he's, he's a solid right back, but he's not dynamic. But he had five assists. And I don't like the guy, and he had five assists. I'm talking about the... the not not assists. I'm not talking stats. Yeah. I'm talking about the yeah. way he plays and what he brings. Yeah, but it's perspective of the league too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... I, I just don't think that... I think if you look around the league, there there's not that many other right backs that you would take in front of him at all N- never mind for for the the price and 
salaries have been going up. I don't think 200000 is all that unreasonable for a starting right back, especially on what was, I think we can all agree, the best defense in the league mm-hmm. this year. Whatever that's, goes to two fifty or three hundred. Uh, I, I agree with you. That's that's a lot of money. Because I, but it's two hundred. It's two hundred this last year. I get that. Year. So it's we've heard that's going up. Okay, but that. what what I'm saying is that now you you might have to pay him an extra fifty thousand. Let's say let's say it's fifty thousand extra. You're paying two hundred and fifty for a guy you know is going to be good. He he doesn't get forward as much as we would like. I think everybody will agree. Five but, assists. <laughs> so only start. But you're you, you might get someone at less money. So what do you pay him? One fifty, one seventy five to bring in a starter from outside the league, perhaps, and and then you run the risk of him being absolute crap, like we saw with with uh, Jordan Smith. Who, I was just about to say, but who, I'm Jordan Smith, who I think has potential. But I don't know if that potential is can be realized yeah, right away. He's be confident. No, game no. One, he yeah, defensively yeah. was all over the place, yeah. which yeah. is kind of important if you're a defender. Yeah. So, so are you willing to to take a seventy five thousand dollar hit to guarantee that the player that you're going to have as a right back is going to be good? I don't think it's bad business. No, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like I said, I would bring him back, but I, even if it's two hundred or less, I would bring him back at that. But above that, I wouldn't. But okay, just cap number. The, to me, the key thing is I, the five assists is great. I think yeah, we I think we wish that maybe there. It's not that he doesn't get forward at all, but I think we all would wish like we noticed him getting forward more, or maybe we noticed some some of his crossing was a little bit better what we've seen from him in the past. Yeah. The big thing, though, for me, the ultimate thing is, Jay, you mentioned it, is you really want to dismantle, like, the best or one of the best back lines in, in the league. And that, to me, that's that, that's the key. Because sometimes you have to tweak something to make something better. It's yeah, but we don't, that's the thing. We don't, have some, we, don't, we don't have something better. Here don't we have a... No, I'm talking... Sake. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm just he, saying... He himself in order maybe, changed. Maybe to improve... In San Jose, right? Maybe to improve going forward, the guys playing up top, they need to fix something at the back. It's all. It's a cap. If it's not a cap, it's not, if it's not I'd salary see cap. That in the middle of the pitch, yeah, I, I agree. I, that, if I it's not a salary cap, pay him three hundred. That's that's, that's not, fine. That's not the place to make a. Issue. That's not the place to make a tweak to hope that the rest of your attack falls yeah. into yeah. place. No. Uh, so I, I do. I think two fifty would be a, a hefty price to pay for him. Yeah, it would. But there, there's not many other guys in the league. If you're looking within the league, that I, that I take that that I would take in front of them and. You know that someone in the league will probably pay two hundred and fifty for. Well, that's a, that's the thing. If you're, um, if you're, beta, I, don't, I haven't seen it, but I don't think there's too many right backs that get paid that high. No, but if you're beta, what you're negotiating with, we were negotiating with our front office or our technical staff, and they're saying, yeah, we like him back. We like him back for a little bit more. You're, you're, and you don't mind being open to something else. You're not doing anything until after the first yeah, round of the oh, of for the, sure of the, of the entry draft, right? So yeah. there's no reason why would you. And we're going to come to the re-entry draft in a little bit, and there are some names there, including a right-back, which, which I'll, I'll throw out for you. And for me, I, I don't really want him back unless we get him back way down at 120 or something. Oh, no, he's not going to go that's down not, that low. That's, that's not going to happen. I, I do want... Is that, my, is that, uh, I want yeah. Myra to come back. Morrow, I think if he comes back at 120, maybe they take him back. With yeah. Yeah. Him yeah. Let, let me ask you a question. What did you see out of Morrow in the last half of the season, or, or at all in the season, really, that would that you think that Morrow could come back and contribute on the field? I like his hair. <laughs> He'd have to be like a really like a 
fourth option yeah. off the yeah. bench. I, I, I think they've already players. offered him less money, and I think it's already been insulting. So I don't know yeah. if that's gonna. It's just gonna make her Christmas special really sad when I ask him what he wants for Christmas. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> it's, just, it's gonna really bring a tear to everyone's eye if he's not back. Tornagi, we know uh, he said uh, Robo has said that he wants to see if he could be a number one somewhere else. I don't see him being in MLS, but maybe no. he wants to go somewhere else outside MLS. Possibly Europe. Yeah, he's over there doing stuff with Sky Sports in Italy just now. Samson and Lewis. Oh, oh, you're talking about Paulo? Yeah. No, Paulo's not. Paulo is coming back. He's coming back. He wants to play in America. He'll. He's going to try and make the breakthrough in America. Will that happen? Maybe. No, I, 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 I'm saying I don't think there is a spot for him because there's so many. If you look at the re-entry draft, there's so many goalkeepers, goalkeepers in that that look like starters above Paulo. So that's why I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But uh, then you got you know a couple other defenders. Uh, let's talk about Ethan Sampson and Paulo pa- Nagat. Bye bye. Both of them. Well, Ethan. Ethan, yes. Ethan's but how about Ka? Well, I mean, Ka did tell us, if you listened to our chat with him a few episodes ago, it sounded he expected to be back. Robbo kind of let slip that he was wanting him back. No deal had been signed. It seems, I mean, it could be the case of what we saw before the a deal will get done just before the re-entry draft. Or, as you were just saying about Betashur, he might hold out to see if someone wants to pay him what he's currently on I think he needs to come back from a locker room perspective and yeah I agree with you Jay about Mauro he didn't contribute on the pitch enough to probably merit coming back but I think Ka mm-hmm. as your third even fourth centre back is a guy for what he brings to the locker room is worth that little bit extra money and I wouldn't have a problem with that either um, I, I don't know I don't know if I'd want to bring him back even on his current salary but which is one one seventy? Yeah, that's that's too steep uh, for for a guy who is really getting long in the tooth and was you know he's uh, he, he had a really magical run there. In the yeah, of the season. stretch. He and really I'm not a big fan of no, his playing. No, that's of his playing. Like he 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 saved it because him playing the playing yeah. in for Pedro a couple times a yeah. couple of those games he did. Uh, changed the attack, but it wasn't enough for a consistent The start of the season, season, he looked exactly what we expected, yeah, and he really. was going to cost us the playoffs. But yeah. then he just rolled in and was like, who's this guy, man? Holy and, and that's the the kind of thing that you almost want out of a, 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 a you know, your fourth center back is a guy, because you know he's not nervous when he gets the tap on the shoulder that a guy just got his knee blown out in the fourth minute. He doesn't care. He'll go in, no, no fear, no nerves, anything like yeah. that. But you can't... Here I was preaching about the... The pay in beta sure, and but you, you can't pay a guy one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year to be your fourth option uh, as a center back, and realistically, that's where he, he's going to be. And if I was the, the if I was Robinson, I would have to say my offer to you is going to be insulting. So yeah. if you want to stay, it's going to be as the fourth center back, and it's going to be on you know ninety k a year. He can't impact Parker, that's for sure. No, that's a gem. Man. Exactly. Yeah. So he he knows that he's at least not the he's going to have to fight for the third spot, and so you can't pay a guy one hundred and seventy five for that. Robinson knows well, that. I think so. Does he? Christian Dean though is on a guaranteed one seventy six this year. But it's non But it's non Yeah, but he's still getting. That salary. Yeah, well, that's something we always... We just got to suck those up, right? Those are GA and they're always hit and miss. It's like, no wonder he's keen to stay. I'd I'd stay in Vancouver for 176,000 a year. Wait, wait, you don't make that? No. (laughs) I think I made six. But I, I, I think there's been moments where he has improved a little bit. It was the interview. Who did the interview? Uh, I'm not, I'm not uh, Ronaldo or whatever. With Ka. 
That was oh, that there. was Gary. Gary, yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Who, of course, who yeah. else would it be? Yeah. That was when the two but that was he, it was like it was like he went to prove them wrong, right? Because yeah. that was his stretch of however many games there yeah. were. Was the, the one good, the good thing about Kyle, you can say, is he scored a brace away to Seattle. Yeah, and that'll always be a special night. Even though he was an ex Templars player, you can cheer for him. I don't. Uh, to me, Seattle and Portland are different. Yeah. So yeah. fair enough. Did you cheer on Portland on Sunday? No, no. Did you cheer on Columbus, or did no. you just hope for? No, to me, the, to me, there was no, there was no two teams playing on Sunday. There was our former physio dude John McGregor, uh, not on the field for Columbus, and there was our former player Michael Nancheff, not on the field and not on the 18 for Portland. And one of them was going to get an MLS Cup ring. Was he even in the stadium? Yeah, of course. Was in the stadium. Okay, so uh, quick hits on these guys: Lewis, Clark, Earnshaw. None of them were picked up today. We're talking today on the waiver draft day, the, you know, where one player got selected on zero. Yeah. So Lewis Clark and, and which Earnshaw. on the side isn't it funny? Didn't they make a special deal to keep them in yes. the expansion draft? Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah, they traded away something so they could exclude them from the expansion draft. Yeah. Well, obviously, so one year funny. made a big difference. Yeah. Seriously. So Lewis Clark Earnshaw, uh, what, your thoughts on them? I. I mm. I really don't see any of them really coming back at all. I feel bad for Caleb because he's an academy uh, residency grad uh, who we all saw score like, uh, I don't know, like four million goals in four years or whatever. But um, I mean, if he was still playing against 18-year-olds, I think he could probably do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, so I feel bad. I hope, I, hope he goes, I hope he goes to Europe and finds a... Germany. Uh, goes back to Germany and finds a, a club there. L- Lewis, uh, it, it's kind of, I feel bad for him. You know, he had the injury here and stuff. But it's still that whole like bad taste in the mouth where we didn't really, we yeah, we didn't do. We, we, we kind of it was kind of like it's kind of like other other situations where we kind of just trusted things with where everything was on the up and up and everything was good and then yeah. I saw it just brings back bad memories. At least he went viral on, on, on the internet flip? with his flip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got yeah. some social media out of that, I guess. But um, so no, I, hopefully, I hope he'll get the photo in the Camilo pose, right? Because it was at the same time. Yeah, yeah, Earnshaw's Earnshaw. I would love to see them him come back, but I don't. I can't see it happening. I've I've said it a million times, so I'll make it quick. It. I would have, I would love to see Earnshaw come back if they would have used him like I would have hoped they had used him this year, which they didn't. They they didn't use him at all, and there was plenty of times when we should have used him. Uh, so I, if you're gonna pay pay a guy to be on your roster and not play him, it, it's silly. So for that reason, I would say take a pass on Earnshaw. I, I could he could he give something to the team? I still think he might have one more year in the legs, but. Um, the way that that they that Robinson wanted to play him, it's not worth it. I, I'm with you on Caleb. I hope the best for the guy, but I just I don't think this is the spot for him. He, he didn't show enough at USL to merit any contention for a first team spot. And although Lewis has a lot of technical ability and, and speed, um, still at the US level, kind of failed to really bring it all together. And, and I know the injury hurt him. But he's also on an international spot, so man, that's a big risk to take. Better to, to use that those development minutes in the USL. It, Lewis is never going to make the first team, so even at USL level, put a Canadian kid in there that hopefully we can develop better. Yeah, I gotta agree with all those points. Nothing to add. So let's move on now to Friday's reentry draft. We're hopefully going to get this podcast out just before uh, the reentry draft takes place. It takes place on Friday at noon. 
Four Whitecaps players are going to be in it. Tornagi, Bedeshore, Ka. And Mauro Rosales. Yeah. If we've got the list printed off here. Let, let's have a little look through it, see if there's any names that jump out. Now, for me, we talked about Earnshaw not coming back. We do obviously need to have some kind of proven goal scorer on the bench, somebody that can come in when Rivero's not scoring, so that might be game two next season. Just somebody that can maybe try and make some, some kind of difference. So looking at the list of who's available in that, but more for me looking at the free agency list that was out at the start of the, the week, two of the players that jump out from the free agency list for me are Connor Casey, who I like his kind of bull in a china shop style, and Alan Gordon, who I like his elastic band on testicles of a bull in a china shop style. <laughs> <laughs> you want to bring Alan Gordon back for a second? Yeah, because we should have kept him. And <laughs> can you imagine having him on the bench, though, and coming he was off here for like five like hours, what he did with yeah. LA? Yeah. And heading those crosses in, getting on the end of crosses, actually scoring. And then the third forward, who is on the re-entry list, is Maxi Pad Uruti from the Portland Timbers. Well, Gordon and Con- and Casey are kind of, I think it's a bit like for like though, right? If you're going to play Rivero most of the time, they're not that much of a different player. I think well, you're ready with probably, well, yeah. The score they, passed, yeah. past April. And they have MLS experience, which makes a big That's difference true, coming yeah. off the bench and everything like that. Gordon, I don't see coming. I, I, I heard, I read somewhere that he's a, Southern California yeah, he's guy. So, cow. so I don't see him coming up north to do it unless it's a big difference in money. I don't know. Mackenzie Pridham was Cal Poly and he yeah. came here. <laughs> he just had a uh, <laughs> uh, first kid or he had another kid this year. Mackenzie Pridham? No, Alan Gordon. Oh. <laughs> and then, and I, I think Connor Casey from last year, I, I was mentioning him last year and I think he would be a good good fit here. It, like somebody, Mine, would the, somebody who would be the number three striker, yeah. not even the number two striker, number three striker, and be sometimes in the 18. Situational striker. Yeah. yeah, the question yeah. is do they use them or are they just like they use them the same way they used Earnshaw, yeah. right? And then yeah. I don't know what's the point of that, right? No, but no, no, but the difference is, is I think they provide something we don't have in the whole roster. The, the only thing I'd what, say... The, fin- the actual putting the ball in no, the No, the big physical presence. I don't think Rivero. Rivero is not as physical. No, he, he is. He, how he, many fouls did he have this year? No, but he's not... A, he's not a... He, he, he doesn't put himself about... He doesn't have the presence in of the ball. He puts himself about in a South American way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not in a kind of... North American, good Canadian. Yeah. Kid. He's a different kind good of hold-up player or yeah, playoff yeah. of player. Yeah, fair enough. I want us to go back to like the old... I'd rather I think, know more I think, of a Mane-type guy up Rivera. front you can just switch the whole feel of the game. Well, we have right? a lot, lot of speedy little guys. And no, yeah. My, my question is, first of all, I, I would have liked to have Alan Gordon the first time that we had him. Yeah. I, I think he would have been fine then. I, I don't know if either of those guys are, are really the answer. Are they, they might be a cool change of pace. Yeah, sure. Much slower change of pace. Mm. But, um... Well, they get the seniors discount out of Uncle <laughs> Willie's. Well, they, they're both 34. 34? Yeah. Kevin, no way. They feel older than that. Yeah. Casey, no, well, I, think, I, I think Casey looks, old, looks older. I think Gordon's... The, I said that about Myro, though, before. Yeah. The problem is neither of them exactly fit what the style of play that the, no. white, the, the white caps never cross the ball into the box like the, the only guys that really cross the ball and beta shirt that's yeah. where beta shirt had his success was in yeah. was when there were guys in the i think the yeah. best guy in the box this year was chichera which is hilarious because he yeah. was the smallest guy i think yeah. he was the best guy in the box when but, but the all i'm here. saying is that oh we play with the inverted wingers thing they they try and cut in towards the middle 
um, we very we almost never have like you know those midfielders making the runs in you know the the late runs or we never have a, a player going to both near and far post because it's it's hard to cross a ball right to somebody's head. What's easier is you put three or four guys in the box yeah. and then cross the ball and yeah, maybe you'll get close to one of them who can try and make a play on it and get a knockdown and put. That's why you want Connor Casey and Alan Gordon. And if you're not going to play like that, it's almost like, well, what are you going to have them on the team for? Yeah. But maybe that's where we fell down. Maybe we should have played like that. When we're trying to chase a game, is there perhaps a, a little bit... And kind of jump ahead to something we're going to talk in a bit. Like, was Robbo maybe a little bit tactically naive by we, trying to do the same thing we, we and certainly, not having anyone that he could bring in? We certainly never had a, a, a real depth of... of uh, attacking variability, like yeah. like it, basically, if our plan A didn't work, we went, oh screw it, let's go for a nil nil because that the, the, we saw that every time we went down a goal, and it's like, well, that's that's it. We they're gonna pack it in, and they know how we're gonna attack, and that's gonna be it. So yeah, maybe something different would be good. I just don't know if it really suits us. Well, I was kind of disappointed with the the three the upper mids and not that there you know there wasn't a lot of fluidity amongst them right like you would it think if there's three guys and each yeah. one of them can play all three spots why aren't they like you know mixing well, things around. up a bit and the thing right? is it seemed like whenever the, the especially the wingers Kakura and Christian just seemed to want to take the ball to the right to, to the, the middle yeah. it didn't seem like Pedro was very much involved when those guys were on the pitch with him yeah. it, it seemed weird that way I agree with that. So um, in that sense, that's why I think both Gordon and Casey, if they're doing the exact same thing now, it's instead of some 23, 24-year-old guy chasing these balls by himself, you got some 34-year-old guy doing the exact same thing, and I just see him wasted here. This jumps ahead too, but yeah, are we going to stay this way? Because there has been talk of... I've heard, it go, I've heard the talk yeah. go back and forth between, oh yeah, next uh, year we're going to be 4 4 with no, two strikers, and my, I've heard now people trapping back from Rob, that. Robo was asked that when they had his last... The availability with the media and he's, he pointed out that Dallas and Portland have both been successful with 4-2-3-1 obviously Portland changed to 4-3-3 and he, he pointed out other teams that had had that success so he's, he loves 4-2-3-1 so, um, but I don't I think he needs to have some kind of no, I think I think Switch you, available. I, I think if you ask him though no his preferred would be some form of 4-4-2 if you have the players I still like 3-5-2 yeah. Just get rid of Harvey and Betashur and have your three centre-backs. And... So, going on this list, is there anybody else that jumps out at you? Um, well, like... Looking at the goalkeeper, first of all, obviously... I was going to bring that up, because uh, as we know, David Alsett's going into his option year last year. Is there a goalkeeper here that maybe, and Paulo's leaving, is there a goalkeeper here to pick up that could maybe sit on the bench for a year and then maybe start next year if, if David decides not to come it's back. It's too much of a crapshoot. Like, yeah. okay, well, like, honestly, honestly, like Slamo, I mean, you yeah. love that oh, guy. I, love that guy. Well, I was thinking like a guy like Zach McMath. <laughs> he's good every five years. He has a good, you know, so... I, I was I thinking know. a guy like Zach McMath, if he's if he's being coached by Marius Rovde uh, for um, a season and maybe he can get his confidence back up. I don't know what happened to him in Philadelphia. I don't know what happened to him in Colorado. But clearly a guy like that who at 24 is still young enough to figure things out. There, there are a couple of guys in MLS that Marius has told when we were just having a, a kind of off-mic chat that he feels he can coach and bring on. None of the guys that's on this list, but there's some other guys in MLS that he, he has got an eye on. Robo's kind of come out and said that Spencer, Ritchie and Marco Carducci are going to battle it out for the number two spot. Kind of throw this in the work now. 
one thing to say is we're sitting down with Robo tomorrow for a one-on-one, and I'm gonna gonna ask Robo this directly tomorrow. But this Callum Irving, homegrown product, Cap seemed to have messed up his homegrown rights. Well, that's what I'm going to clarify straight from the horse's mouth, because the two versions of the story, one is that it was the player's choice not to come back and he wanted to go in the draft and move overseas. And the other is he tried to come back, but they they did not nail down times for him to come back, and because of that, they've lost his rights. We'll get it straight from, from Robbo's mouth, hopefully, tomorrow. But, I mean, he's surely a guy. He's expected to possibly go top five in the draft. Uh, yeah. He... Uh... We, he was at WFC2 games in the summer, yeah. so we asked him, what's going on? Yeah, I was chatting to him. And he said, oh yeah, I've, I've asked about training, um, uh, but I also understand that it's a better, probably a better personal decision if he goes in the draft, because... Uh, well, you're not going to play above okay. Ice State. No, it's, it's not about playing, it's about compensation. Right, like the, the he'll get more as a yeah. fifth pick than yeah. he will as. A, yeah. they, they'd probably even sign him Generation Adidas or something like that if you're going possibly. That yeah. So he'd get all the, the no, Adidas he, money for that. I think he's a senior, if I'm not mistaken. You can still get the GA. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's not uh, to only go to if Europe. he's if he, yeah if you're trying to stop him from going to Europe. Yeah, but then you have to have some team that really wants him. Not to well, go to Europe. Well, so. he was, that was the other thing. Is this it, summer he was supposed to go to Norway. Yeah. It was all set up. He was all ready to go. And then the school was like, you can, his school, you, you, Kentucky, Kentucky. Was like, you can only do this if you are paying for absolute, you need to bring back receipts oh, yeah. for every all single for, yeah, yeah. He, can't, yeah. he can't be compensated for anything. No. Yeah, so they, they couldn't even like put them Plane up. Plane tickets or, or yeah. room and board, nothing, not even meals. It's so over the summer? Yeah. Yeah. It was it's done. But by a pro uh, club paying for it, it, it ruins his eligibility. It's NCAA. He doesn't have any eligibility left, though. No, said this, to continue with that NCAA. This past summer. He just oh, played this past season. summer. Yeah. Okay, okay. Looking at the defenders just very quickly, the only name that really jumps out on the re-entry list is Jim the right back Yeah, that yeah. I mentioned. That yeah. there was somebody on that list that could replace Stephen Betashear. Yeah. We've had him before. I thought he was actually coming back two seasons ago and wrote a big article about it, which is still I've saved. I would love Jeb Brofsky to come back. I can't even say his name, but I'd love him to come back. Peace pandemic. Yeah. I, I, I liked him too. I always thought it was a huge mistake. No, I don't know if it was a huge mistake. I was very surprised that surprised, the impact yeah. drafted him. I thought it was a good thing that they left him unprotected because I didn't think the impact would be interested yeah. in him at all. Yeah. And then they took below him. the radar. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I was I was shocked when he when he blossomed as well as he did because I, I did not think he would be an MLS quality right back. And, you know, I, again, I'd still probably take Beta Shore over him, but he's certainly cheaper and, and, you know, great locker room guy, you know. When you look back on 2011's right back roulette. Yeah, but that's, 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 that was a tough team. I mean, he, he was one of the better ones and he yeah. was not used to that position at all. He's certainly not a bad guy to have on the roster. No. Yeah. Now, the thing is, the first round of the entry draft on Friday, the Caps would have to pick a player up on his current salary. If they pick him up in the second round, then they can renegotiate. So just now, Brovsky's on 129, which to me is a pretty good hit for a, a talented right back. He is listed as a midfielder uh, and the salary guy, but it's like he has, we know he can play right back. What do you got Chris Schuler on down there? Is he, he's old, isn't he? Yeah, he's he getting, getting up now? there. Schuller he, is be a on... good like fourth guy though, third or fourth guy for instead of Carr. Well, he's on 182, oh, so yeah, he's actually on more than, yeah, than Carr right now. 
Well, when you, how many went in the first round last year? Not many. Not many. There was, uh, I but think Jeb is kind of seven or eight in the first yeah. round. No, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's yeah. phase draft, the waiver draft that nobody, nobody goes in. Yeah. The re-entry oh, draft. Yeah. That's where you got like a guy like Espindola going yeah. or something like that. Some, something right. like that. That's so Brodsky fits into that kind of first round. Our first, whatever they call it, first round. Stage yeah, right? one. First stage yeah. one. There you go. Chris stage Schuller, one. Quick, right? Chris Schuller is actually only 28. So I think I don't, I don't think that's too old, actually. No. Then there's a midfielder that kind of jumps out to me. And I think as long as we keep his car keys away from him. Oh, come on. Don't say it. Don't say it. Marco Papa. Oh, come on. Could possibly come. Is it the DUI or the Seattle connection what that is the most objective is that? Isn't he high salary though? He's 75,000. Oh. What is it oh, with, okay. what is it with you and these, like, these aging Spanish uh, ex-Seattle creative midfielder types? Cause I'd, he, I'd like my Latinos. I, 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 would, not take, I would not take Papa. But he kind of... He kind of fits into the kind of play that Robo likes, and at seventy-five, it might be worth a punt. But he, there's no way he, there's no way he was only on seventy-five. I'm sorry. I mean, would he get a visa? That's true. That's a good point. Anyway, moving on to happier times. <laughs> <laughs> to get some of this done, obviously, it's going to cost money. And today, on Wednesday, when we're recording this, was the big announcement about Tam, not Tam McManus. He's not coming back from Scotland. Former East Fife player played in MLS. Um, okay. MLS announced that 37 million they've found. What they found? <laughs> don't, don't know how it's like. They're players, losing 100 million a year, but. Yeah, losing all that. Players trying to get a new contract. It's like, look, guys, we're skinned. And now, 37 million. Each team is going to get 800,000 2016 2017 in new TAM money. 125,000 each year to go towards homegrown salaries. More? Tam, that's in addition? Yeah, it's more. So, I mean, TAM can be used to sign new players or to re-sign current players that earn between about 450,000 and a million. So we could buy down Rivero or use TAM on Rivero. We could use TAM maybe on Laba. If Ousted gets a big pay rise, we can use TAM on, on Ousted as well. Do you think that's what the Cats should be doing? And by doing that, it would possibly open up two new DP spots. If the DP rule is called the, the David Beckham rule, the TAM money is the Omar Gonzalez rule, yeah. right? So this is obviously they're doing this to because LA is LA is LA is needed to keep Gonzalez and and then they went out and bought Geo and they went wait we can't keep him next year we <laughs> spent all of ours yeah. and they go oh shit we'll get some more for you <laughs> yeah, exactly but you can't use Tam to get everything down because yeah. I tried to buy my wife some jewellery today it didn't. <laughs> they, they wouldn't let me work. use that at all but it does yeah it gives them the opportunity to up Usted they should have called it buy down or, Lava they should have called it in if they want to well Waston yeah. is signed right? right yeah but they can they, now they, 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 they use that against terms of the deal weren't yeah. announced. Maybe they used retention. No, no, no. So one of the retention. so one of the one of the things I don't know where it went. Is that the Larry Bird rule? Or are we is a difference for? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it went. But uh, I heard for a long time we didn't spend any of our time money. We have all of our time money. And yeah. recently I heard no, we've spent some time money. I don't. I don't, I don't know where. I don't, I don't know, know on who. But supposedly well, it's such we a secret. Some... That we, there's no way to track it either. Yeah. Uh, like uh, first of all, uh, quick thing. I think they should have called it tab. Because then they could have got some sponsorship from the the drink as well. Well, there is the air. They could have got. Oh, is there? Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, And then the other thing is, is um, 
I, I prefer, I would have rather prefer they just increase the salary cap to like, say like they were talking about 5 million or whatever. I don't know what it is this year, like two point something or no, whatever. It's three point. Three, three, yeah, it's yeah, so if they increase it to like four and a half, I'd rather do that instead of doing all this TAM stuff. Yeah, I don't really it's have too, an issue with that. Sort because of it's so secretive, the TAM stuff. Like you don't know how, what they spent it on, where they spent it. It's, it's somewhat obvious with like LA that hey. they spent it where they spent it, but... Like other teams, you have no idea what they have. You don't yeah, know if they're but, using yeah. it. But you can't trade base salary and you can trade TAM. Yeah. And they like that because they they preach parity and how they but in the end they still love having their fingers in the in all the control of the of all the clubs. So they like that that LA and Seattle can go out to Colorado and say, Hey, you guys aren't gonna use all one point five million dollars yeah. of your TAM this year. You want to? We'll give you an international roster spot and first tracks of all for uh, yeah. yeah for for three hundred thousand tam so that we can go and get some other Mexican player and you, you can't use tam and allocation money on the same player as well. It, yeah. it's, it's just it's way more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but as far as the DP goes and having those big luxury guys, I mean, you know, Zach, you were there when Coda waited, my son waited two hours to get Jermaine Defoe's autograph, right? I mean, those players like that, that that's exciting for, you know, maybe not for us all jaded cynics, but like a young kid getting a chance to see kids kids like that, players like that. I don't, I don't think you want to admit that your son likes Jermaine Defoe. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. He plays for Sunderland. Yeah. Well, he's a spur. Right? Well, he's a, I will say, I will say this, that it, the, the goal as, I don't think that the ends justifies the means all the time, especially with the league because they do so many screwed up things. But this is the type of player that we need to start getting in, in the league. The, Toronto has been a huge failure year after year because they spend a bazillion yeah. dollars on the three guys they can, but they can't improve the middle of their roster because, first of all, they're clueless. But but second of all, they can't spend the money on those those everyday guys that you have to bring into the club. And that's what this is going well, for. Well, I don't know if that's true because we had this conversation before we went on the air, but... Uh, you know, if you switched the three DPs, I think we're a way better team. So it's not a matter of of you know not having the money to do it. It's just they're not smart. I, I realize that, but team, right? instead of being able to go out and say, "Well, we're just we we need a better we need a better center back," they can't because they have no more money to go buy a center back because they made dumb moves before. That's on Toronto. But what we Tam have the same does, three DPs, and we have Waston and Parker. I know, right? but what I'm saying is, what Tam does is it allows us to say, like right now, we have a problem at, with our second defensive midfielder. We, 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 or for for you, our first defensive midfielder in Lava. We have now the ability with Tam to go out and buy maybe not an all star, maybe not your Jermaine Defoe, but we can go out and get a really quality guy for five hundred thousand yeah. dollars a year. Pay it down with Tam, so it's not so it's not a designated player contract, and still keep your three stars that the, that your kids are coming to, to to get autographs for. But still, the team can be so much better. The league's overall performance can be better because you're filling out the middle of the roster. Yeah. And talking of centre backs, if the Caps use Tam on Tim Parker, we can have a Tim Tam slam. Whoa! <laughs> Were you, think, were you writing that down as we were talking? No. the podcast. Let's go, boys. <laughs> just stop. Yeah, if if you don't know what a Tim Tam Slam is, look at my social media today. <laughs> but anyway, that's it for this episode. So just before we go, just let everyone know where they can find you online. This is Steve Pander. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. You can reach me on Twitter at 
J-A-Y underscore Duke. And I'm at S-S-S-S-S-S. Three S's, L-A-M-O, on Twitter. And we still have the shout-out to the person who actually has Slamo Twitter. Please, if you have it, release it so Slamo can get his actual Twitter. Yeah, I've got a picture on my phone of a license plate in Michigan with Slamo. I thought that was, uh, we were in Michigan. and oh. yeah, so Might be him. Yeah. You never know. Zach. Uh, it's uh, at Zachary M on Twitter, and I'm a part of a movement called uh, Curve Collective. And I'm Michael McCall. I'm part of a movement called AFTN. You can read all our stuff online at AFTN.ca. I'm also the White Cats beat reporter for MLSsoccer.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. But that's it for this episode. Thanks, guys, for very heated and passionate input there. So until next time, thanks for listening. Take care. And on the Caps! into your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life. <laughs>